0: Welcome to Money Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Agatrico Kolocha. The purpose of this podcast is simple to give listeners a better understanding of money, savings, investing, and personal finance in general. Each episode will break down complex terms in the world of finance to as simple as possible. Today, I'm going to be sharing with us on SVP bank collapse: What went wrong, and the lessons we can take away from it. Over the past few days, there have been a buzz on social media, especially on Twitter. People have been writing long threads on what happened with the bank, what caused it. You know, there have podcasts here and there. A lot of people are putting out their own opinions. Some of them wrong, some of them right. You know, about what really went wrong. So, this is not going to be. Um, entirely different from what lots of people have said, but um, in a simpler way. And my focus is not going to be on what actually went wrong, but actually the lessons that I'm taking away from what went wrong. Right. So now, SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, is one of the top twenty recognized bank in the US, and it's largely used for um, VCs or largely used by VCs in raising funds. So, lots of startups, you know, have accounts with SVB. In fact, there's a saying that about 50% of the startups in US use SVB. So, it's a big bank and has been around for about 40 years now with assets over $200 billion. So, now you begin to wonder what can actually make a bank as big as SBB, a bank that's bigger than all the banks in Nigeria, even in Africa to fail overnight. Yes. Some people usually say um, uh, too big to fail. That there are some companies that are too big to fail. Well, but I've seen that in recent times, there is nothing like too big to fail. Any company can fail if they don't do the right thing. Yeah, so what made SBB fail? It's simple. SBB over the years has been receiving a lot of deposits, huge deposits from their VCs, you know, from VCs that uh, support startups. And mm-hmm. from 2021, when they looked at their um, treasury, they saw that they had a lot of cash. And instead of keeping it idle with the bank, it thought it's wise or would I say smart to invest in government bonds and um, treasury bills, you know. So, which is a very good idea because at that point in time, um, treasury bills was about zero point two percent in the U.S. And so, decided to go for some government bonds or let's say mortgage um, backed securities that were returning one point two five percent per annum, and they decided to lock it in for ten years. So what that means is that this particular investment that they made, they can only liquidate it at a profit after 10 years. And they're going to be getting, say, interest, I think, every six months or so. So that was a very fantastic idea so at that time until 2022 when the Fed government of the uh, US had to start increasing interest rates because inflation was increasing. And now when interest rate goes up, the government bonds goes down. Now, government bonds that were bought in the past because it now becomes more profitable to buy current bonds or current investment instruments. So the bond that they had bought then that was returning 1.25% per annum started to devalue. As interest rates goes up, the investment started depreciating. Now, today, we are ha- having... Kind of bonds at the bought then returning about 6.25% or even more. So as an investor, you now be thinking you have locked in money for 10 years, but it's returning 1.25% yearly. But currently in the year we are now, if you buy that same investment or invest in that same opportunity, you're going to be getting 6.25%. So it's kind, it's kind of dumb to leave your money there. Whilst people are taking advantage of current reality. So nobody would have expected that we would have um TBUs in the US getting as high as five percent within a six months tenor in twenty twenty-three. Nobody would have expected that. So it wasn't that foolish for um SVB to have locked that money or that um investment for ten years. Right? But anyways they did it. So now what has happened is that in recent times these startups that they keep money for, they save money for, I've not been requesting for um, um, loan or I've not been requesting for, I've not been getting new money from VCs. They have had to be withdrawing their existing, you know, um, stuff or existing fund in the bank. So which has been going on well until recently, the bank now came out to announce that, this asset we have been holding you know, for the past two years and we, we were hoping to hold for 10 years. We have had to sell it now because of current reality, it's not profitable holding it. And we have recorded about two billion dollar loss. Now, not so much of a money compared to their assets, but that's caused panic in the markets. When some VCs had it, you know, some investors had it that same day, which was on a Thursday, the price of the stock plummeted by about 60 percent so now that was just a tip on the ice ball or how do they call it a tip on the icing or 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 the icing on the cake you know some vcs now have to start telling their startups that guys you need to pull out your money from svb svb i don't think that is going to um sustain this um, recession or this difficult um, economy that we are right now because there is no how that the government would have continued increasing interest rates without anything breaking. So personally, I'm not surprised that the bank collapsed because when you continue increasing interest rates, you're going to stifle the economy, stifle goods, people will be unwilling um, to spend money as much. So companies will stop growing. At the pace at which they were in the past, As, and we can see that over the last six months, different companies have been sending out their staff. You know, back home. You see, Facebook, um, Microsoft. You know, Amazon. A lot of companies have been laying off staff in recent times, and that will tell you that production has reduced, and you know, spending has also reduced. So now they made the an announcement, and. The startups that are requesting for funds from their bank, which is the SBB, so that maybe they could put it somewhere that they thought was safer, which is okay. What is not okay is having all of their depositors requesting for money from the bank at the same time. I don't think there's any bank that can survive the pressure that um, SBB faced in the last in that twenty-four hours after they made the announcement of selling the bonds at a loss of one point eight billion. So there was a huge Traffic to the bank. In fact, within twenty four hours, that eight billion was requested, you know, to be transferred. It was crazy, and you know the pressure continued increasing up until Friday, when they now had to stop Nasdaq had to stop the stock from trading after it fell ninety percent before the stock market would open that that morning, and then the regulators in um, Silicon Valley had to step in to, you know, to shut the bank and then. Um, it, it was a crazy it was a crazy run. I know so since after then there has been panic everywhere. In fact, some um some banks have had to issue the following Monday, which was yesterday, some banks have had to issue statements to their customers or to their clients saying, guys, your money is safe with us, you don't have to panic, sell our assets, you know, uh, we're not really exposed to such risks that SVB was exposed to. And then the government steps in to say, okay, depositors, you don't need to panic, don't worry, well, your your deposits are safe and secure, which is somehow like the US Fed saying, um, we're going to buy back, you know, whatever losses that SVB has incurred, but the bank is going to the there will be consequences for the management and all of that. So, yes, that is how SVB, you know, failed and over on our side, there's another bank that has, um, okay, can't remember the name right now. Another bank has failed also recently. So what are the lessons for me in this whole um, fiasco? Number one is SVB didn't have an emergency saving fund. Well, it's funny to say why a bank will not have an emergency saving fund. Well, the, not necessarily emergency fund, I mean. What I mean is that they didn't do their due diligence in uh, analyzing the risks that they were getting into. Why would you want to be too greedy to lock in money for 10 years because it was returning 1.25%? Why not five years? Why not three years? Anything can change. You do not own the economy. You know, anything can change. Why would you decide to lock in capital for 10 years? You know, some people do that, yes, but in recent times, it's not a smart decision to make. Anything can change. So I think the maximum anybody should lock in money for investing is two years because in another 2 years things can change the economy you know government can change you know there can be natural disaster disaster you know there can be oh, you can never tell what what will happen you know and um, it is important that when you are taking such risks you in you know, over a long over a long term you you invest um, not so much money that's going to leave you exposed in the future then as well, and that lesson is um, a bank run can happen to any bank. Once depositors begin to panic and everybody's requesting for funds from the bank, then you know that that kind of bank can also crash. So banks should be able to manage information. Probably they could have told investors or told the public. In a better way, how they had recorded the 1.8 billion loss, instead of just come to say, okay, we have recorded this loss and we tend to raise this money from the stock market. I would have found a better way to say it uh, without causing panic to the market. And also, I think they could have sent a memo to their big investors, or sorry, to their big, um, to their big customers, because most of the customers of SVB big boys guys that are saving up to billion dollars and so and so and so and so forth so it was necessary for them to have managed that information very well because I believe if they have managed that information properly it would have not led to panic and this is why every other business as well an investment scheme when people begin to panic people stop depositing people are people are withdrawing then you find that it's collapsed you know so it is necessary that such information is managed and um, disbursed properly. Then again, it's to tell us that there's nothing that's too big to fail. Even if a bank can fail, that means that investments you are doing can also fail. So it's necessary to diversify. At least tell people diversify, not just diversify your investments, also diversify your savings. You Do not have all your money in one bank. Something can happen, or maybe you need the money at a emergency and not be able to get it out. You should have different banks for savings and keeping money. Same, same, um, same thing applied to your investments. Even if you're using fintech apps, you no, know, it's one app for stocks, one app for crypto, one app for ETF. You know, we have different apps. Maximize as many as possible so that you are not exposed to one. Um, You're not, the risk is not so much, you know, and the risk risk exposure is reduced for you. And SVB is lucky or SVB depositors or SVP customers are lucky that the Fed have stepped in because for the FDIC, depositors are only insured up to the tune of $250,000. That would have mean that any other, Depositor that had any amount more than 250,000 would have lost the money. Well, bidding is good, happy, maybe looking forward to the next election. I really wants the economy to get back on speed because if um, there is a case of SDB depositors losing their money, it would have led to more panic and other banks would have been affected. In fact, by the end of this week, would have heard that at least two or three other banks would have collapsed because I've been seeing on the news that the big banks like JD Bank of America have receiving a high influx of money in recent times. And that is to tell you that people have withdrawing their money from smaller banks to put it in um, bigger banks where they think that their money is going to be safe. So yeah, this is it. And thanks for listening. Remember, financial literacy is not a one-day journey and it's not... Sprints. It's a marathon. You need to keep learning. You need to keep hearing to learn. Catch you another time.